This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. When you eliminate debt, now your life isn't designed based on payments. It's designed based on what you're passionate about. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is session number 97. My name is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is mortgage freedom, eliminating the largest debt in your life, owning your home outright. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, you always have a mortgage. That's just that's just something you pay forever. No one pays off their mortgage. Well, 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 well. I have a guest today that completely disagrees with that statement. Talek McNeely joins me today on the show to discuss how he and his wife, Ty, paid off their mortgage in just five years. Talent and Ty, America's number one money couple, are motivating families around the U.S. to better manage their money, marriage, and everything in between. Their story and their award-winning personal finance wisdom has been featured in major media outlets like MSN, USA Today, and Business Insider. But their biggest claim to fame is that of mom and dad to their three small children. Welcome to the show, Talent. How's it going? We are super glad to be able to take part in your show, Andy. Big fans love your show. You're probably one of the best shows I listen to. I've tapered off with personal finance shows, but I still tune in. I'm a subscriber. Matter of fact, I don't just randomly listen to shows. I'm a subscriber of the show. So I'm glad to be here, man. You're a good man. Tell it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You and my mom are keeping the show going. (laughs) (laughs) So how does it feel to be mortgage free? Man, it still feels quite honestly, my wife and I, we say it all the time. Like it still feels unreal. Like, did it really happen? Did we actually achieve the goal because we've been fighting for this goal, been doing so many things to get here, putting so many things on hold to make this a reality. But then it's like, did we do it? Like, is this for real? You know, it's, (laughs) it's very like every, like literally every time we're in the car together and we pull in to the garage, it's like, Hey, we're at our paid for home. This is our home. We're not just homeowners. We're owners of our home. So it's, it still feels surreal. I love it, man. So did you guys do some fun celebrations with the kids, something for them to remember? How did that yes, go? Yes, we actually documented it online for everybody to come with us because our followers, our fans have been on this journey with us. Uh, we started this journey five years ago and we created our platform four years ago. So part of what we've been telling people, like when we tell them to get out of debt, we're like, we're not just telling you something that we're not living. And so they've been with us on this journey. So on the day of, we actually went live, uh, Facebook live, IG live from the bank. Um, the <laughs> bank let us, they were so cool to let us use their conference room. We told them what we were doing. And so we made the payment and then we went live. Our kids were there. We had this big sign. My son was holding up the sign and, um, it was just, we wanted to mark this, um, in our family legacy. You know what I mean? We had the kids dress up nice. The girls had on nice dresses. My son had on a collar shirt and uh, we made it a big deal. They didn't know what we were doing until we actually did it. They just 
we just told him it was today's a special day and we're going to get dressed up. And so we did that. Um, we did. We went live from the bank and we celebrated with them because, you know, our kids aren't necessarily, you know, we got kids that are not like, give me this, give me that. You know, my wife does a good job in really building their character around that. Um, and so what we did was we allowed them to, uh, we took them to the store after we made the last mortgage payment because they've been on this journey. They've been making sacrifices too. And we allowed them each to get whatever toy they wanted from the store that night. And so they were head over heels that when we told them we just paid off our mortgage, they were like, Oh, Oh, that that's that's nice. What does that mean? Because my is oldest that? is only eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> eight, six and four. But then we, we we broke it down to them and we said, and as a result, to celebrate, you guys get to pick out a toy, any toy you want. And so they, they started doing backflips over that. So we wanted to make it memorable for everybody, for us as the adults. And for them, as the kid. Oh, that's incredible. I love that story. So, you know, obviously you're involving your kids in this celebration. It's a big deal for you and your wife. You guys, I've, I've heard you talk about, you know, trying to create a legacy for your children. So how does this mortgage freedom fit into that plan? How is that going to help you create the legacy for your kids? Well, I think part of creating a legacy for your kids is creating a life for yourself that you design. You talk about life design, lifestyle design all the time on your show. And so what has happened now is I can choose if I want to continue to work outside of the home. It's a choice now because we literally owe no one anything. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have car debt. We don't have credit card debt. We don't have student loan debt. We don't owe anybody anything. And so what happens there when you work hard to position yourself in such a way, now you're beginning to make decisions about your life based on what you're passionate about. Because prior to that, anybody that's dealing with any form of debt, they are making decisions based on payments. I have to create a life that will allow me to keep up with the payments that are due every month. We literally have couples that we counsel that we hear, do you think we can afford children? Those are the types of conversations that especially millennials are having because they were hit hardest with the student loan debt crisis. Right. So when you eliminate debt, now your life isn't designed based on payments. It's designed based on what you're passionate about. And so I want to show our kids that you can set up your life to where you can be in control of it. Corporations don't have to control you. I go to work every day because I like what I do. I work in education, so I love working with kids. I don't have to go. I want to go. I get to go. So that allows me personally, the way that I take on a day, much different. I'm not coming home to them, the kids, stressed out about a job that I really didn't want to go to, but I had to. And so it allows me, allows me as a person to be in a much better position. And me as a person being in a much better position allows me to be a better father, allows me to be a better husband, allows me to interact with them much differently. And this whole process, we're giving them the lessons in their language, in ways that they can understand. So we're teaching them the value of money, not just in the sense of earning, not just in the sense of savings or investing, but in the sense of you being in control of your life, like the decisions that you make with your finances either put you in the driver's seat or the passenger seat of your life. And so we're trying to shape their worldview about the importance of being good stewards with their money because it allows you to live a life that you want to live. 
I love it, man. Very intentional, very purposeful. So let's get into the details because everybody wants to know uh, all the all they the juicy do. all the juicy goods. So they do. <laughs> so how much did you pay off? So uh, the grand total of everything we paid off was three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And the reason we say three hundred and thirty thousand because you, you know on our show we have a lot of people that come on and share their debt payoff stories like you did. You shared your incredible journey as well. And so what our number includes is $25,000 of interest because we paid that $25,000 of interest. Absolutely. So I'm not going to exclude how much I paid in interest from the number because those checks that I was writing, those checks my wife was sending in included interest payments. And so the 330 includes the loan, the um the interest and just a little bit of renovations because what we did and part of the reason that um, we were in position to do it is because we bought right. You know what I mean? Like that's a big part is buying right. So we got into a neighborhood that has a super high, um, super high school system Mm -hmm. that is ranked superiorly. And so we, targeted that neighborhood on purpose and we bought the ugliest house in the neighborhood. Nice. And so we had to do some renovations just to, to make it uh, habitable and to get in. And so we cash flowed that the mortgage and then the uh, interest all combined at $330,000 of payments. And we did that in five years on the dot, like literally to the day, five years from the day that we closed, we were in the bank making our last payment. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah you said, uh, I think it was June 12th, 2013 to June 12th, yep. 2018. Is that right? Yep. That's great. That's great. Five years so, so, so that's a lot of money. So let's talk about the income situation. Do both you and your wife work? How does that work? Nope, nope, nope. And so th- this, is, this has been the interesting part of us kind of sharing our story because we were very intentional with not saying the number of our income. We just said one single middle-class income. Mm -hmm. And we did that on purpose because when people want to find a reason why they can't do something, that's going to be the first thing they target. Oh, they make that much. That's why they were able to do it. We have a middle-class income and no point during this journey did we ever have a six-figure income. We can leave it right there. You, You can do it. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, we never said like, this is how much we made because people are going to use that to motivate and justify why they can't do it. So when we say a one single middle-class income, that's what it was. My wife was a full-time stay-at-home mom. I worked outside the home. At no point has my income ever been, still, (laughs) has my income ever been a six-figure income. So yeah, middle-class family here, people. Debt free for real. That's awesome. So that, I mean, that requires you to have some major intentionality, intentionality with your money, planning yeah. it out, living on a lot less than you're making. I mean, this this probably required a lot of partnership with your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were literally uh, operating on half of our income. That's crazy. Uh, so, you know, it might have peaked up to fifty five or sixty percent every now and then, especially in the beginning, because. When we bought the when we bought this house, we were a parent of two children, and my wife was uh, weeks away from giving birth to baby number three. Mm-hmm. So we moved in, probably like officially moved in after the work was done, probably three four weeks after our third baby was born, and so that kicked expenses up a little bit. And um, we lived on 
way less than what we made. Again, it goes back to us buying the house right. When we first went to the bank to uh, get pre-approved, they pre-approved us for a lot more than what we actually took on. And we did that on purpose because we wanted to be in the position to be able to make aggressive payments because we had no desire, although we took out a 30-year loan, we had no desire to wait 30 years. And so we wanted to position ourselves in a position of strength. So at that moment where we first got the house, there was, you know, a new baby. You know, I was starting a new job. It was a whole lot of new. And so we didn't know exactly how strong we would be able to go at it. And we started the, the best we could do at that moment was add an extra $20 to our principal payment. That's it. But we knew that we wanted to be in the fight. We didn't want to be doing nothing. We didn't just want to be making the minimum at any point during this process. So because everything was so new, the baby had just got here. We just had a, you know, gotten to this house. So we don't know how much, you know, things like utilities are going to be in a big house. We don't know, you know, the, the, um, the property taxes, what that's going to look like on a monthly basis. So we wanted to be able to be able to make moves, but we needed some time to figure out what type of moves we would be able to make. And so, um, we added the additional, uh, $20 just as, as a, as a way to, to get in the fight. And we determined up front, like this is a non-mathematical move that we made, but it was the most important move that we made in that we decided that we were going to do this in five years. We decided that we were going to pay off our house in five years before the process started. And I didn't see it. My wife was the visionary on that. She had the faith to say, I think we can do this in five years. Let's do this in five years. I put out a calculator. I said, well, that would be, that would be uh, like such and such a year. Where are we going to get that from? And so, but I had, I had enough faith to say, you know what, let's go for it. Let's do it. And so I think it's important to have, you talked about organization. You need a target. Mm -hmm. You need something that you're aiming for, because whenever you're taking on such an audacious goal, I don't care what type of debt you're trying to get rid of. It's an, it's an audacious, it's a bold goal. It's not something that everybody's doing. And so there's going to be moments where you're going hardcore and you're going to be burned out or you're going to be unmotivated and you're going to need to keep the target in mind, not just how far you have to go, but when you have a target, you can also see how far you have come. And so in those moments, that's what we did when we were trying to find extra income, when we were saying no to going out with friends and family, when we were turning down family vacations, when we were turning down personal uh, purchases that we wanted to make. We kept the goal in mind, number one, because we had a goal. Like it wasn't something we were playing with. It wasn't something that we were just saying, let's see if we can do it. Our mind was made up that we will do this. And so because that is how we started this fight in those moments, in the high moments and in the low moments, we had this, this end goal that we could see it's, It was tangible to us because our mind was made up and we were decided that we were going to do this. And so that was super helpful uh, during this process as well. And once you put it out there too, I mean, <clears throat> having the format that you guys have or the, the, uh, the platform that you have, once mm-hmm. you put it out there and you say, That's Hey, it. we're going to do this, you're not, o- you're not only doing it for you, you're doing it for everybody else too, right? You got to inspire them, right? Yeah, it's it's a big weight um, because we did this in addition to wanting to create a legacy for our, our our children and in addition to wanting to design life based on what we were passionate about, we wanted to inspire other people. We wanted to be the template to say, look at us. We're just we're no different than you. We're doing this. 
and you can do this. And so, yes, that was pressure, but it was a, a good pressure. It was a pressure we put on ourselves because we knew that if we stuck to it and we made it happen, there's going to be a whole lot of people who are going to feel like now they can do it too. I love it. I love it. So, you know, you, you hear the math, you hear where it's going to go. Obviously people are thinking, oh, you just pay down the principal. That's how you do. You just have to make a lot of money and you, you save a lot of money, you throw it at it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more to that. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that's, I think that's where people sometimes miss it. Obviously, like you said, they'll just look at the numbers and then dismiss it for whatever reason, whatever reason you want to give them. But there are other steps within the process that really help you continue moving towards that goal. And I understand faith is a big part of it for you. Can you talk about that? How, how that, how faith, how your faith helped you meet this accomplishment? Yeah. uh, You know, we are big, 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 big time believers in the Bible. And so we drew a lot from the scriptures where it talked about that the borrower was slave from the lender. So how can I be okay with being in debt if I'm not okay with slavery? Because they are akin, according to Proverbs. Then in Romans, it tells us to owe no man anything but love. And so for us, it was like, We want every part of our life to line up with the scripture, not just how we pray, not just us going to church, not just us giving offerings. But we want the the totality of how we handle our money to be based on what the Bible says, because the Bible says a lot. You know, some estimates are north of 3000 scriptures that that refer to finance, management of the money, management of your resources in some way or another. You know, a lot of what is argued about in the Old Testament, a lot of the wars, a lot of the battles is over what? Land. And so it's important to be an owner of land because it puts you again in a position of power. And so for us, we wanted to honor our belief, our faith system in how we handle our money. We wanted to give that part of our life to the word of God as well. And for us, you know, that was super motivating again, because even though we are, you know, faith-based believers, this is not even a concept that's heavily uh, adhered to even in, in our faith community. You know what I mean? So again, it was us trying to be an example, not just talking like we're reading these scriptures, we're getting revelation and we're we're feeling some sort of way and we're telling people about it. But not only are we telling you about it, but we're showing you that it can be done again, because if you have a belief system that's telling you, you know, from a cultural standpoint, everybody's got a mortgage, everybody's got a student loan, everybody's got a car payment. So it's it's normal for me to have those things, too. You're you're again putting yourself in the passenger seat. And so for us, we wanted to show people of all faiths, all race, everybody that an average couple that is just like you has a life that does not involve debt. So you don't have to have a life that involves debt. You don't have to have a life that makes you a slave to the lender. So we wanted to bring freedom. We want people to get free. And that's why we really buckled down and really, you know, (laughs) <laughs> almost burnt ourselves out trying <laughs> trying to keep up with this goal, but we did it for this reason, and we wouldn't have we wouldn't go back and change anything that we did. Let's talk about that burnout a little bit. Do you guys have any mm. setbacks along the way as during this five wow. year journey? Setbacks. Hmm. I mean, I know you had I, really I, good I faith and a, and a good plan and everything like yeah, that. I mean, but, uh, everything didn't mm-hmm. go according to plan. There were um, two years 
um, where we could, you know, probably the first two or three years, um, we, we had a tax refund that we could throw at the mortgage. And the last two years we owed, we owed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was like, well, that didn't work out. You know what I mean? But part of that was a strategy that we did as well. We decided that instead of waiting for a tax refund, um, let's adjust our allotments for our W-9 and let's get more during the paycheck instead of getting a big tax return at the end of the year. Um, you know, we didn't plan on going in the negatives, though, <laughs> and all in the IRS. But, you know, it happens. It happens. Um, yeah, I, I just little things where will pop up, especially when you have three kids and events at school come up or, you know, there were times where instead of sending money to the mortgage, there was a friend in need. Uh, I can remember like off the top of my head uh, where. A husband and wife both lost their jobs and they had three teenage daughters. Um, and so and it was in the middle of, you know, school year and, and a whole lot. So, you know, we gave money to them, not looking for anything in return, but just giving it to them. There's plenty of situations um, like that along the way. We have old cars on purpose. So, you know, there was there was a, like a 72 hour period where we spent like two thousand dollars between two cars. Uh, getting repaired. One went down. We we got it fixed, got it back. Then the second one went down like the day the, the first one came back. Um, just stuff like that, man. Just, you know, the unforeseens. And, you know, sometimes you got to hit the pause button. Sometimes we were able to, you know, draw upon the emergency fund to handle things, but then you got to replenish the emergency fund. So those dollars that you were hustling up doesn't, doesn't go to um, the mortgage. So some months were way better than others, but we were always um, a lot of what we did. We put on automation, so we were always in the fight. Mm-hmm. So um, we we always made sure that something was happening um, toward knocking down the principal. But sometimes what we thought we would be able to send on a certain month didn't happen just because life happens. And in those moments, you gotta again. Sometimes you gotta look back to see how far you've come and not just focus on. Dang, I thought we was going to send this much, but you know, now that's in half. So sometimes you have to draw upon that. Sometimes we drew upon people's uh, comments or emails telling us um, that they were inspired by what we were doing. Um, you know, all of those things kind of combined to keep, keep us pushing forward. But I mean, there's on, on this journey that you're going to go on, or for those of you who are on your journey to debt freedom, there will be problems. Mm-hmm. There will be challenges and you just got to fight through it. Again, having your goal in mind, having this target that you're trying to hit. That sounds so familiar. Like when when we were going through it, there wasn't any sort of consistent payment for every month for the five years. It was, hey, this month we're going to pay a little bit more. Next month, oh, Nicole's, uh, my my wife is, uh, you know, we're going to go down to just one income. She's going to stay at home with the kids and like, okay, maybe we're going to throw a hundred bucks or we're going to throw 20 bucks. It's like, but you keep going. So yeah, totally. it's, it's different than a lot of debts because mortgages have daily um, interest calculations and amortization changes no matter what you send. If you send some and if you send something like consistently, even like there was literally sometimes where my wife would would send twenty dollars. She found that. She, well, if we do move this around, that'll free up twenty, twenty five dollars. 
And on the spot, she would send it to them, not wait to the end of the month, because that's attacking the um, interest mm-hmm. right then and there. You know, so don't look at it as you have to have this massive amount every time. Like if you found if you can move some stuff around, if you can sell some stuff and it, and it generates fifty dollars, send that fifty. Do it. It helps. We'll be back to the show in just a moment after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for considering our sponsors today, everybody. Let's jump back into that interview. You know, when I was going through the process of paying it down, I received some comments through my blog about um, me me sort of making a mistake by paying off my mortgage. I should have thrown my money in the market instead. What would you say to somebody who said that to you? Um, yeah, we hear that too. I would say that this, I I totally get that as a math person, as a personal finance person, the market averages so many percent returns over, you know, the history of the market. I get it. Um, but I don't control that. I don't control the fluctuations of the market. As I sit in this house today, nobody can take my house from me. This is my house. Of course you have property. I I personally don't have property taxes to pay because 
of a, of a law that was passed here in Illinois to where if you're a disabled veteran and you are 70 percent or more disabled from service connected injuries, then you don't have to pay. And I'm 70 percent. But even and that just happened. So four out of the five years we had property taxes and, and high property taxes again, because I told you we targeted a specific neighborhood. Um, but this is my house. I, you can't, that you can't quantify that return. You can't, there, there's a deed with my name on it in my file cabinet. This house belongs to me. You cannot put that in the calculator. You, I mean, you understand, Andy, but I want everybody listening to understand you can't squeeze the ability for me to have the power to decide if I'm going to continue working outside the home. You can't calculate that. Now, does that mean that we didn't do anything in the market? Yeah, of course. We had our 40, you know, because I work in nonprofit sector, so I have a 403B. We have IRA. But the heavy, heavy ammunition of our finances was at the mortgage. Those things we minimized. One, we, we even stopped one of them completely because we were like, we're going to do this because you cannot quantify what it feels like to be the owner of a home. Not only do I own this building, this infrastructure, I own the grass. Come on, Andy. <laughs> I own the air above the home. All of that belongs to me and my family. It's so funny that you said the grass. Like that's one of the first things I did is I went out and I took my shoes off and I stood on my lawn and just stared back your at lawn. the house. My lawn. Your lawn, Andy. That's <laughs> your lawn. Put that in the calculator. I love it. So now that you're mortgage free, what, what do you do with this extra money? What, what does life look like for the McNeilies? Now we're going hardcore with investments. We were we were in it. Um, not not hardcore, but we wanted to be in it a little bit. And now we're going hardcore with, you know, we, we're, we're simple, we're, you know, index funds, Vanguard all day. And um, we are going to also be keeping an eye out to invest in real estate. Um, you know, listen to some of your episodes. They were pretty good on uh, investing in, in buying and hold real estate is probably the, the method we're going to go. The market is kind of up right now. Yeah. So we don't we don't think we're going to do anything at the moment, but we're going to position ourselves that when the market changes and or if a deal pops up, um, we're going to go for it. You know, we have a desire to do it. I know you're you're contemplating how you want to go about it. We're, yeah. we're thinking that we want to do, um, you know, cash deals to where, again, we're the owner. I don't think we want to do financing things right here and right now or HELOCs right here, right now. Maybe. You know, down the road when we're trying to like go after like an apartment building or something like that. But to get started, we're going to try and just do some simple stuff that we can do in cash and uh, kind of build a portfolio that way. Uh, continue to uh, make our business bigger than what it is, you know, uh, continue. And that's another thing. People automatically assume like, well, you have this his and her money thing. And I'm sure that, that brings in money. And that's how you got it. Like, no, no. You can probably uh, you can probably account his and her money probably a good five percent of the total that we put in this. Uh, since we started his and her money, we've always been about reinvesting back into the company, mm-hmm. buying stuff, buying computers, buying equipment, buying web hosting, websites, getting stuff designed. Um, and so we want to continue to grow our business um, and really. Uh, do more in making it even a bigger business because for a long time it was just us giving, 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 giving 
without taking the time to really structure from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And so a lot of that's going on right now. So business, investing in the market, investing in real estate, those are probably the big three right now. Oh, you and you and I are dancing the same, uh, same dance, my friend. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we like the, um, we bounce back and forth with, uh, you know, we're going to take a mortgage, but it's like, we just, we just paid it off. How can we take yeah. a mortgage? So yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to do the cash thing and we're, we're saving up a lot right now, but it's, it's another one of those long haul things where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, enough to save up to buy another house. Whew. Is Detroit um, bounced back? You know, um, it, because- it's, it's, um, it's been, um, uh, over the past four, four or five years, it's just kind of gone skyrocketed. You know, there's certain middle-class neighborhoods that, um, are easier to buy in and actually that's kind of where we're more interested in that haven't skyrocketed a a lot so we're just trying to find that that place in metro detroit that is hasn't hit that peak yet but it's going to in the next five years and obviously if you could predict that you're going to be you're going to be rich but we're just trying to do our we're trying to do a lot of research and taking it slow because we got very aggressive with the mortgage and now we're happy just to save a good amount of money in a savings account each month and then start to build that up so that we can make a cash offer if we're able to. So, yeah, I want to say you just, you just said a key word here. Anybody that wants to desire to do what you've done, Andy, or what my wife and I have done, you're going to need patience, man. Like you can't microwave this thing. (laughs) Like there's going to be, and lots of man, lots of communication because I am a, I am a money guy, right? I like to read about and learn about money. And so, I, I get the 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 commenters and, and callers that say, man, you could have done better in the market because I had those thoughts, right? Like, man, we could take it just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the market is going crazy right now. Like, we need to be, you know what I mean? But we had a goal, Andy. And, you know, sometimes I had to remind my wife. Sometimes my wife had to remind me, like, this is going to be huge for our family. And so sometimes you're just going to have to be patient knowing that, again, you're trying to design a life that you are in charge of. The reason I can decide to and and actually we did recently decide, like I took a new job this year and it's a pay cut, but I wanted to do it. And I had the ability to choose a lower paying job. Why? Because my life is designed in a certain way that no longer requires a mortgage payment. And I can well afford the pay cut that we took. And now I get to operate in a, in a space that I want to be in instead of a space that I have to be in. That's great. That's great. Well, let's talk to some people who are listening to this and then whatever, formulating the excuses in their brain on why they can't do it. So there, there's somebody listening right now that's saying my spouse is just vehemently opposed to buckling down and paying off our mortgage. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you have for that person? Yeah, step one would be not to talk about numbers anymore. Um, I would take that spouse and I would just go out on a date and have what we like to call a dream date and just say, hey, like if you if you could have your way five years from now, 2022, is that right? 2023. In 2023, what would you want our life to look like? Like, if you could create, if you, if everything worked out perfectly and then just be quiet and let your spouse empty out their heart, you know, in a lot of instances, we have dreams as, as children, teenagers, maybe even college students, right. About what we want in our life. But then life happens and we kind of get into a routine and then our, our dreams start to get smaller and eventually start to disappear. And so it's good to, to kind of 
go back, pull those dreams back out and think, you know, let let them think and let them talk and let them empty out and share their heart. And if they're kind of hesitant, just say, no, I mean, just think, you know, you get to design it. Let's just have some fun. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but let's just pretend. Let's dream and then use that information that they give you to then have the conversation. Again, we're not talking numbers, but to have the conversation of how do we get there? Like, number one, encourage that spouse that that dream is is dope. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Like, be super supportive, not be like, that's dumb. Like, who, who does that? Like, why why would you say something? No, like, be super supportive, be extra supportive. Like, man, that I never knew that. Or really, how come you never said that? That sounds amazing. And then now the conversation shifts to, man, I think we can do that. How, how can we get there? How, we're, this is where we're at in 2018. How do we get to that life in 2023? Like, I think we should definitely go for that. You deserve that life. You work hard. You should get to be able to do that. Let's do it. Let's go for it. And from there, I would just continue to like have the conversation around the dream and, and, and let, you know, they may give a big picture dream and let's talk about some of the details. So you want to start a, your own art business. So what, like, do you want to do it from home? Do you want to have like an art gallery? Do you want to go around to different art galleries and and have your stuff um, on display? You know, and start to work through the details, like let the dream become bigger and more vivid and in 1080 HD, you know what I mean? And then let it just marinate a little bit because when, when, when he or she goes to sleep that night, guess what's on their mind? That dream that they forgot about when they were kids, Mm -hmm. That dream that they forgot about when they were single before they had the responsibilities of a spouse and children. And now you can come back and say, you know what? What you said the other night, it like it really like captivated me. Like, man, I think we can really go for it. You know, I, I, I was listening to, to Andy's show and, you know, they were talking about, you know, life after debt, like and how they were able to design their life and him and his wife. You know, now they're looking into getting into real estate in in Detroit. And you know what? You know what? They put in the work. We can put in the work like they're no different than us. Like your dream, we can get there. You know what I mean? And start to work backwards from there. That's how I would tackle it. Yeah. And then that person that the his or her person there has confidence that their spouse thinks that it's possible, that they're actually listening to them and saying, yes. Honey, we could do this. We can make yes. this happen. Because a lot of times, especially from a male standpoint, you know, sometimes we feel like it's too late or I can't do that because I have these responsibilities. I have mm-hmm. to take care of my wife and my children. You know, that's what a man's supposed to do, which is true. But you can also set up your life in such a way. If you grind for a season, you can set your life up in such a way where you can provide for your wife and your children through your dreams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. There's somebody else listening and, uh, they're jacked up. They're ready to go. What's the first thing that they should do after they finish listening to the show? You need a goal. You need a goal. Like imagine you're at a track meet and you don't know where the finish line is. Like you're just going to take off and have no idea how far, because how far you have to go, think about a little track meet, how far you have to go to the finish line determines the pace at which you run. 
It determines the energy, the amount of energy that you exert at the beginning. Or if it's a long distance, you're going to need to save up some of that to have a strong finish. So the first thing you need to do is identify a goal, a finish line. I am going to get rid of this debt in blank years or in blank months. Go pull out some calculators online about your debt and your interest rate and start playing around with numbers. If I add this amount to my debt, I can get out and I can get from under this debt in this amount of time and write it down. Like I said, I'm a believer. So the Bible says write the vision and make it plain in the back of two, two, right? Write it down because if it's just in your head, that's not a goal. That's an idea. You got to concretize this thing. I would map out a finish line and then I would chart progress. It's important to, as you go on the race, as you move and make progress, you need to know the progress that you're making because the progress that you're making, even if it's small progress, feels good, feels motivating, makes you want to do more. So identify what the finish line, where the finish line is, come up with a strategy on how you can get from the place you're at today to that finish line, prepare yourself mentally to be patient and go. I love it. I love it. Uh, you have a book called Money Talks. What, yeah. what is that about? Well, we found that lots of couples don't know how to talk about money. And so either they fight about money or they don't talk about it at all. And so what we did was we took all the important money conversations that spouses need to have and put it in a book. Not only did we tell you what the conversation is about, but we also give you how to start that conversation with your spouse at the end of each chapter, at the end of each topic. Okay. Now that we discussed the importance of this money issue, here's how you start the conversation with your spouse about this money issue. And so we know that if we can get couples talking effectively about money, that couples can make effective strategies and make effective decisions with their money. And so that's where the book Money Talks came from. I love it. Well, I'm going to put that book in the show notes, everybody, for you to check out. Talit, thank you so much for your time today. Where can people follow you and learn more about the His and Her Money crew? Yeah, hisandhermoney.com. All roads lead to hisandhermoney.com. We have uh, amazing content there for you in the form of videos, podcasts, and written content. Uh, I am in education, so we know that different people learn in different ways, so we try to get the message out in various formats. We have an awesome YouTube channel. It's got like 200 videos, probably 300 videos of content there. Again, you can find all the links at hisandhermoney.com. We also have a podcast called the His and Her Money Show on every um, podcasting platform. Again, you can find links to that at our website. We have courses. I mean, we just got all kinds of stuff. If you go to hisandhermoney.com, you won't be disappointed. And we're at every social media platform with the handle at hisandhermoney. I completely agree on the YouTube channel, guys. I am posting this video of him and his family celebrating this big mortgage freedom in the show notes as well. You got to check it out. And after you check that out, check out all the great uh, videos on their site. Thank you so much, Talit. I really appreciate it and have a great day. You too. Ah, Freedom feels so good, doesn't it? (laughs) 
You can hear it in Talon's voice. He is so happy and so proud of this monumental family accomplishment. You heard him say it with pride. This is my house. No one can take it away from me. Ah, that's so real. I'm getting goosebumps just saying that. (laughs) The McNeelys are doing it, man. This is so cool. This is how family legacy wealth is built and then carries on for generations. Here are my top three takeaways from this inspiring conversation with Talent. Number one, mortgage freedom allows for lifestyle design. I loved when Talent told us that he's now able to design his life based on his passions instead of his payments. Isn't that incredible? What a statement there. My passions instead of my payments. (laughs) When you're not focused as much on how much you owe, you can start dreaming and thinking about what you really want your life to be about. For Talent, he's an educator, he's a teacher, and he wants to move more toward that passion. That is awesome. Given that housing is quite often the number one expense in most everyone's monthly budgets, having no house payments can dramatically reduce your overall expenses. This gives you a choice. Spend more on the areas you love. Invest more so you can continue building your wealth. Choose a different career path that uh, may pay you less, but overall you're a happier person. Or just simply take more calculated moves towards your dreams. These are all excellent options, and I'm so glad to hear Talent is moving that way. Number two, get your spouse on board by listening to their dreams. Yes, I said it, their dreams, and so did Talent. He said their dreams, her dreams. If you're all jacked up about this mortgage freedom idea, but you're worried about what your partner's going to say or how you're going to get them on board, use Talent's advice. Take them out to dinner, do something fun, Talk to them about what their wild and crazy dreams are five years down the road and truly listen, support them, listen. Maybe they want to leave a dead end job they have or, or start a business or travel more or just simply spend more time living and less time working. When you're working together to achieve both of your goals, mortgage freedom and your spouse's dream, it's a lot easier to make it real. Our debt freedom, my my wife and I, was inspired by my craziness to become debt and mortgage free, but also by my wife's desire to become a stay-at-home mom and stop working. It wasn't all roses and sunshine and unicorns and what's what's like a really good thing M&M's and candy bars. What else can we say? M&M's and potato chips. No, anyway, (laughs) it wasn't all those great things, but we both got what we wanted and she was able to stay at home and um, I got my mortgage freedom. So win-win. Number three, set a goal and stick to it with passion. If you're ready to go, set a goal today. Don't worry about how realistic it is, quote unquote, Just put it out there and see how you can do it. Talent and I are both examples of two guys who paid off their mortgages in less than five years. We're not millionaires. We're just two guys that work day jobs and applied a lot of our income toward a big goal. And it happened. It happened for us. It can happen for you. You just have to want it 
and you have to pick yourself up when things get rough because they will. Talent said there were uh, there were some months in there where they could only throw 20 bucks at it. The cars needed repairs. Friends needed some financial support, but they didn't give up. They kept at it and they achieved their mortgage freedom. So pick a date, get a good view on your budget, grow the gap between your income and expenses. You can reduce your spending and you can make more money. Just don't give up. You've got this, my friends. So those were my top three takeaways. Number one, mortgage freedom allows for lifestyle design. Number two, get your spouse on board by listening to their dreams. And number three, set a goal and stick to it with passion. Conversations like this get me all fired up. You guys hear me? I'm kind of nutty right now (laughs) because I know how possible it is for so many people to experience this huge life-changing family win. Talent's story can be your fuel for your fire if you really want it. Now, not everyone will pay off their mortgage, and that's okay. It's not for everyone, but some of you will. And when you do, please contact me. I want to celebrate you. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Jude from Connecticut called in to share a recent debt destruction victory. The floor is yours, Jude. Hi, Andy. This is Jude from Trouble, Connecticut. And I was calling to share my win. We paid off 35K in 11 months. And we did this after finding out uh, that my wife was pregnant with our first child. And because we knew we had to get our financial uh, house in order to say, uh, we started listening to financial podcasts. And through that, I heard of the total money makeover. I immediately read the book, tried to convince my wife. And we started paying off all our loans with gazelle intensity. We used the debt snowball to start paying off the student loans. And we used a zero, zero balance credit card to, to take care of our credit card debt. And the results were amazing. We were able to be done in 11 months. And it's been glorious. Now our next goal is to save up to buy our very first house. The podcast is amazing. I've been bench listening to it and keep up the good work. Dude, way to go, my friend. Debt freedom in 11 months. That is some serious focus. I too caught the uh, Dave Ramsey bug right before our daughter was born, Jude. The total money makeover and uh, financial peace university. I just... uh. I got right into them, man. For the past couple of years, I've actually coordinated that course, the Financial Peace University at my local church. Me and a a couple friends, we swap in and out each semester to help other families reach their debt freedom like you guys did. Shout out to Kevin, Angela, Jeff, and Liz. Looking forward to working with you guys again in September. But isn't it amazing how something like having your first child can get you so motivated to go straight into protection mode, like Papa Bear protection mode. You think, what can I do to protect my child? And I'm pretty sure that's where Jude's mind was with all this. Becoming financially stable so you can give your kids, your new child, a warm, safe home. You know, paying off that debt so you're not having silly money fights with your spouse and having to subject your kids to that. 
or even having the financial ability to move to a nicer community to give your kids the best schools possible. These are honorable and true motivations. I think that's what was exactly going through Jude's head when he said, I'm going to get intense about this. I'm going to make a change and I'm going to make it fast. Jude, thank you so much for pumping me up, man. I love stories of radical responsibility when it comes to fatherhood and finances. Kudos to you, man. If you want to learn more about Jude and follow his young family's journey to financial independence, check him out at AfricanStyleFI.com. That's AfricanStyleFI.com. Jude, thanks so much for sharing your win, man. Congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on the show? I would love to hear it. You get me all pumped up, get the goosebumps flowing, email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 97. Based on checking my recent stats for the show, I believe we have a boatload of new listeners. This is awesome. Thank you. If you're here for the first time, I would love to hear from you. So here are some fun, fun, fun ways for you to participate and communicate with uh, with Andy here. That's me, Andy. <laughs> Number one, send me a question and I'll answer it on the show on the first Monday of the month. Number two, send me your recent win like Jude did and I'll feature it on the show and potentially as our Money Master of the Week. Number three, join us in the Thriving Families Facebook community to keep the conversation flowing. You can you can find that group at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. Again, it's called Thriving Families. And there's about 200 of us right now, and we're having a lot of fun challenging each other to do some wild, crazy things. So those are three things you guys uh, can do to communicate with me, all you new listeners out there. And if you're a returning listener, I just want to say thank you. I am having so much fun, and it's because of you. Yes, you. (laughs) In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Zig Ziglar. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. Set those big goals and stay determined. You're going to accomplish them, my friends. Carpe diem. 